0: Welcome to episode one hundred and fifty-five, one hundred and fifty-fifth episode of NCP. What are you looking at me like that for? Oh,
1: I'm waiting for you. This. I'm, I'm waiting for me to say
0: something funny. Is, I, that, you, is no, that I'm
1: ready this time for my introduction.
0: Oh, you're ready for the introduction? Okay, awesome. My name is David. I'll be your host. And with me for the episode, we have Crystal. Hello.
2: Is that it? I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay, oh,
0: hey, cool. Awesome.
2: And Bo. It only feels like one hundred and
0: fifty-four. <laughs> it does. <laughs> We only look a hundred and twenty some. We oui. Well oh, okay, not you then. You look old. You look young and lovely.
2: Ladies excluded.
0: <laughs> What's been happening? <laughs> Give me some goss. Goss. Since we last spoke two weeks ago. We
1: spoke we spoke every day since then.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean in that particular way. Anyway,
2: I've uh, I've been th- dealing with tax-free weekend all weekend. Which so it's is
0: tax-free weekends. So this is a like a sales thing that you work.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a South Carolina thing. I don't I don't know how many other states do it. They probably just do it on different weekends. But and it's just uh, anything school related is tax-free. Oh. Um, it's just uh, you know get people out buying stuff for the start of the school year, and um, it has been a madhouse um, at the shop. I mean, just oh and. How great is it that Windows 10 came out three days before Tax-Free Weekend? (laughs) Um, So that's made it a lot of fun. So you had all the people Um, trying to
0: upgrade and stuff.
2: Dude, I have had the two weeks leading up to uh, Tax-Free, it's been just nothing but computers coming in to get ready to install Windows 10, people that like halfway installed Windows 10 and then... Bailed halfway through and screwed their <laughs> computer up, or you know, Windows 10 installed, but now their touchpad doesn't work, just you know, stuff like that. And then to pile that, you know, all that just underneath um, tax free weekend, which is like the busiest weekend of the year for uh, the business I'm in. And uh, oh man, it's just been it has been a busy couple of weeks, it's been crazy.
0: So now you're a Windows but, 10 expert
2: i wouldn't say i'm an expert <laughs> i'm an expert at installing it i've installed it probably more than more than any human being on the planet but uh <laughs> I, beyond installing it i i really haven't gotten to use it much
0: <laughs> what was the how, what was the solution for the touchpad not working
2: oh uh, that's a really common thing right now and it's uh, basically just reinstall the touchpad drivers and most most manufacturers are having to put out uh like updated touchpad drivers and uh, sound drivers are really common to mess up to but the manufacturers are kind of um, all scrambling to, to get updated versions of their software to, to fix these things so, so, um, Sony
0: actually put out a statement saying don't upgrade until until October
2: Yeah, I mean it might not be a bad idea to wait, I don't know hmm. when, how long the window is going to be, I think with Windows 7 and Windows 8 it was only like a month or two window where you had uh, to upgrade it for free yeah. And then after that, you had to buy it. So I don't know how long the window is going to be for, for Windows 10.
0: <laughs> I'm more than willing to wait. It's, it's only $150. I mean, seriously. <laughs> just wait.
2: Yeah. That's 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 the thing with
1: it um, running on so many different machines. You can't possibly account for all the different are yeah. out there. Yeah. Whereas Apple just has to account for the Apple drivers.
0: Give it a, give it a little bit of time. <laughs> just, don't rush out. That's the life in the retail world. Ah, retail. Yeah. I don't miss it, let me tell you. I do not miss it. <laughs> cool. Uh, we don't really have any news. That probably probably all the news. Windows 10 came out. There you go. That's our news. <laughs> There's the news,
2: <laughs> and it's <laughs> tech time with NCP. <laughs> what happened to? Windows I thought we should nine? be on the Leelaport network or something now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, there is no Windows 9. That's like that's the running gag, is like.
2: Yeah. What's the? the I, I don't 9. know how Windows counts to 10, but yeah. what happened to Windows 9? I don't know. <laughs> But, and people ask me, like, uh, people always ask me at work like I'm supposed to know, and I, I really don't have an answer for them. The answer I've been giving, although this is 100% a lie, I just made this up, um, the answer I've been telling people is that Windows 9... Um, is the tablet Windows OS. <laughs> but I just made that up to tell people that asked me, and I don't actually
0: know the no, answer. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm pretty sure that's official. Windows 9 is the tablet version. Well,
1: Windows 9 <laughs> crashed halfway through, so they abandoned it and went straight to 10.
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's that's Maybe, actually the rumor. That's actually what I think. I, I don't know. There's. I'm sure there's an official answer to this that I could Google and find out, but the, I've just been... I just been making stuff up the way I always do. Cool. I'd, I'd rather just make it up and I'm, see who believes me.
0: I'm personally not making this up, but actually, this is one th- one rumor that I did hear that could possibly be made up is that yeah. Bill Gates has like a psychological aversion to the number nine. That's <laughs> I, no way. to the White <laughs> Album too much. That is can't, can't be. That can't be true. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it could be true. I number mean, he's nine. like he's got a fear of the number nine. Number nine.
1: Number nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's. Yeah, I mean, man. I don't know. You can take take it or leave it. I didn't make it up, but it could possibly be. If better.
2: that's true, if that's true, then why is it that we are hearing about it now? That Windows Ten came out. It seems like we would have like people would have been saying all along. You know, like back in the Vista days. Well, you know, whenever it gets up to nine, they're not gonna. They're not because he's scared of nine.
0: And does that does that <laughs> not count for Windows ninety eight? Like ninety eight is not the yeah, nine, but it has yeah. the nine in it. I don't know. It's it's, it's obviously bollocks, but it's, you know...
1: (laughs) As as much as I prefer Apple products, I do prefer the Windows numbering system to the Apples, naming them after Animal System. Yeah. Because I never know which animal comes first.
0: Actually, even worse is the Android. Honeycomb and ice cream, cat and ice cream, and all these lovely, delicious foods that I'm not allowed to eat. (laughs) Screw you, Android.
2: Android just makes you hungry. But you know, the new Macs are, uh... It's Yosemite. So it's like after, uh... What was it National Park? It a National Park. Uh, yeah. Before that it was it
0: Mavericks. Is. Yeah. I prefer Mavericks. <laughs> so Requesting Mavericks. a Flyby. <laughs> Danger Zone. So the next one should have been Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
1: And then they could have gone with Goose. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um OS
0: ten goose. <laughs> <laughs> OS ten goose. <laughs> Play with the boys. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, We're crazy people. Uh, So for this episode, we have reviews. We have two reviews. Uh, We have round six. No, we don't. Is that round six? It's round seven? No, it's round six. It's round nine. I
2: don't know which round it is. (laughs) We're skipping round nine.
0: I don't know. I I have no idea which round it is. I've completely lost it. Round nine. we're skipping round nine. <laughs> anyway, we have a round of clash of champions. Can't remember which one it is. Uh, and a huge Azerothian Times. We've got big Azerothian Times news. I'm sure Crystal's very excited. I'm hanging. Hannon? On the edge of my seat. You
1: actually are right? <laughs> That's because you can't hear me if I'm not. <laughs> That's it. You gotta basically mouth to the microphone to make it work. I gotta do it idle style. Oh, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I am> beautiful <laughs>
0: Anyway, moving on. Uh, review. So, I'll start with uh, myself, because I'm the host. Screw up. With review number one, and I'm going to be reviewing Insurgent, or well, to give it its full title, the Divergent series. Insurgent. Nicely done. Has, you have to be official with these things. Okay. <laughs> cool, so as uh, the title suggests, Insurgent is, is part of the Divergent series. It's based on a series of young adult novels, and funnily enough, called the Divergent series. Um, it's about uh, everybody from the that needed to come back from the first film did come back. So you've got uh, Kate Winslet as Janine Miles Teller as Peter. Miles Teller will also be appearing in our Fantastic Four review, uh, and uh, Jai Courtney as Eric, my good friend Jai Courtney, <laughs> my drinking buddy. Uh, but the two main stars are, of course, Shailene Woodley as Triss and Theo James as Thor. Who?
1: Thor. Thor.
0: Four, as in the number four. Oh,
1: he's number four. It originally
0: it was going to be number nine, but they had a <laughs> psychological version <laughs> of that, that number, so they got rid of him. Uh, it also has a, you know, a whole bunch of other, other people as well. I mean, Ashley Judd reprises her role as Triss's mum uh, in sort of you know flashback scenes and stuff. Ray Stevenson shows up. Zoe Kravitz is also in the film, the daughter of uh, the uh, pants-splitting Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> That's the, that was the funniest thing I've seen all week. <laughs> we are, of course, alluding to uh, Lenny Kravitz's recent uh, concert mishap.
2: <laughs> Wardrobe War- 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 malfunction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where he's uh, leather pants split to reveal uh, little Lenny.
2: I yeah. thought you were just referring to Panty Drop in Lenny Kravitz. No, no. You know well, same no guy? He's,
0: uh, he's, he's pants... Split at the seams. I'm, I'm uh, assuming
2: they were
1: they were a pair of well loved uh, yeah. Leather pants that we were about to give out. Yeah. Either, either well
0: loved or poorly designed. But yeah, they split at the seams, and uh, little he, lady he decided to come out and say hello. He wasn't wearing any underwear. <laughs> no underwear. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's a rock. Well, you don't, you
2: don't wear underwear with leather pants.
0: No, you know? no, you wear talcum powder. No, he's, he's uh,
2: yeah, just <laughs> a bit of like puff.
0: I've got a lot. I've got a lot of history. I actually, actually, I should have looked this up earlier, But uh, during the film, I was like, "There's a character named Evelyn," and I'm like, "I know this girl. Why do I know this girl? Where do I know this girl from?" And it is, of course, Australia's own Naomi Watts. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Anyway, so uh, continue the story. Divergent. Uh, what it is what It's a uh, a civilization that exists uh, post-apocalyptic. It, they've, in order to sort of try and keep the peace, they've split the people up into sort of different factions, sort of different clans. In what I think is a ridiculous idea, the clans are based on emotional states, So like truth. Like, or actually, not even emotional states. It's, just, it's just different parts of humanity. So you've got a clan that's uh, based on the fact that everybody tells the truth. You got a clan who, based on uh, sort of physical activity and sort of violence. And or I think they're actually called factions. So, um, and you've got another faction. Um, that, you know, they're all hippie farmers because they're all peace loving, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird concept that I just, I just don't think makes any sense, logical sense at all. But it, you know, obviously, they, they need it in terms of the storyline because Triss is, uh, what's called a, di- a divergent, which means that she is, uh, she has parts. From all the factions within her. So, in other words, Triss is a normal human being. And everybody else is not. That's weird. But, but, but because she has, uh, she's has sort of like all of those sort of different sort of aspects of her. She's a a more fully rounded human being, and so therefore she has, um, she has abilities that the other sort of people don't really have, and she is deemed a, a danger to to this, the established daughter. So, Kate character, Jeanine. Um, you know, likes things the way they are, and she, because she has quite a lot of personal power, and uh, she sees uh, divergence as kind I'm of like clean, yeah, kind of like mutants, I suppose. I mean, like, the divergence are basically the mutants of this world, and so uh, she tries to stamp them all out. That's the essential that's, that's the basic story of, of the first film. Uh, in, the se- in the second film, like I said, it's ta- it takes off uh, after the first one. Um, they're on the run. Tris, Four, and um, Peter are hiding out in the hippie commune area. And uh, I and um, sorry and Triss's brother, uh, Caleb. Uh, So they're all sort of hiding out. Uh, And of course, uh, Jai Courtney's character Eric, who works for Janine, is uh, sent out with a group in order to find specifically them. Uh, But then in a sort of a subplot, they've got a box. Uh, Janine has has, finds a box that can only be opened by a Divergent because you need to uh, pass a series of VR tests. Uh, that are based on each sort of faction, and uh, only a divergent can do it. So they were specific. The box is specifically designed so only a divergent can open it, and it's then meant to reveal some sort of magnificent secret. Janine is unaware that uh, at this point that Triss is the the divergent that she needs, but she does eventually become aware, and that's not a spoiler alert. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. And uh, so Triss is uh, then you know captured. And used in order to open the box, and then the secret is revealed. I won't reveal the secret because so, you know it's even though I thought it was painfully obvious, it is you know it's pretty it's pretty exciting for the terms of the, for the for the people the followers of the story. Yeah, so that's basically that's generally basically it. So you have got uh, uh, the characters continue on like they do from the first film. Um, it's got uh, some quite exciting action scenes. It is it is in my opinion a superior film to the first one. I actually wasn't that big a fan of the first one. I mean it's not it's not bad. It's not a bad film. It's just not really. My type. It wasn't really for me, um, but this one definitely amps it up in terms of, especially the action scenes, which uh, some of them are just uh, incredibly well done. Uh, especially the um, the, the, ascent, the the opening of the box sequence is uh, is actually is really really quite quite visually stunning. Um, Shailene Woodley um, is good is good is good. I, I like it. I think she's she's quite a good actress and uh, she gives it all also. And she's definitely the standout. I mean, uh, Theo James is for uh, he's a very very attractive young man, um, but the acting's not exactly the greatest. But that being said, everybody does a brilliant job in comparison to uh, my good friend Jai Courtney. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This guy is a charisma black hole. Whenever he's on screen, he just sucks the energy out of everybody else that happens to be in the shot with him. He's just He's terrible in every single way. I just don't understand why this guy keeps getting work. It's like, stop trying to make Joy Courtney happen. It's not going to happen. Um, but so like I said, it's, um, it's even though it's not really for me, I can definitely see why people are fans of this series. Um, Shailene, Shailene Woodley is excellent. Kate Winslet is always good. I mean, she's always, she's good in everything she's in. Um, the, it is visually very impressive. It does have some sort of bits where it sort of lags a little bit, but not enough to actually make it to turn it into a bad film. It is, it is still a good film. So... so if this is your thing, if you enjoyed Divergent, I definitely highly recommend Insurgent because it is actually better. Uh, so, check, definitely check it out. Uh, now, it is... Uh, it is So, yes, like it is like I said, it is actually released on Blu-ray, DVD and digital on August 12th. Um, and there is a special Twitter event uh, occurring. Um, the distributors of uh, Insurgent in Australia, E1, are uh, doing a special Insurgent sleepover event, which is actually pretty cool, I think. Uh, they should do it for more films. I would probably be involved. Uh, So on Saturday, August 15, uh, they're going to do the Insurgent Sleepover. So it's hashtag Insurgent Sleepover, one word, uh, where you'll be able to join other fans around the country and have like a a live tweet party um, with uh, with live commentary, trivia, and prize giveaways and stuff like that. So uh, to join in, just follow uh, Divergent underscore AU, so at Divergent underscore AU on Twitter, um, and then at 8 p.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, you press you press play so it's like a um, it's like a film flab dude you know, all everybody yeah. presses play together and uh, so it's a, you obviously have to have a copy of Insurgent so go out, get to JB and buy one of those and um, you'll basically everybody watches Insurgent together and you know hashtags Insurgent Sleepover and there's a lot of courage I oh, actually think it's a pretty cool idea it's a good idea that it's, is pretty cool yeah it's probably it's, it's probably not for me for, in terms of Insurgent but you know they are doing a They should do this for Star Wars, man. I'll be in it. (laughs) Oh, my God! It's awesome! stuff like that. (laughs) Why hasn't Chewie got grey hair? (laughs) Why hasn't Chewie got grey hair?
2: It makes sense that
0: he doesn't have grey hair. No, it does make sense. We're just just joking around. Don't start (laughs) on a Star Wars Wars tangent. Um, Yeah, so that's it. Insurgent. Check it out. If you like the first one, you'll definitely like the second one. And the third one will be called Allegiant. Allegiant. That's what it is. (laughs) It's a Legion part one and two. They're split. They're doing a doing a two parter. Anyway, so that's uh, that's it. review number one. done, insurgent. Let's get on to review two, which is the Fantastic Four.
2: They're fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, this movie's not. Let's be honest. <laughs>
2: yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I heard it was terrible. I mean, what all the it's got like an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I wouldn't call it terrible.
2: Yeah. I, I mean I don't I don't usually <laughs> trust Rotten Tomatoes reviews because 'cause they've said some movies were like in the eighties that I thought should be in the nineties. But eight <laughs> percent is pretty dramatic.
0: The only score you should trust is the N C P score. <laughs>
2: yeah, the lukes.
0: The Lukes. That's the right. Luke's scale. If he gets enough Luke's that's good. All right, so uh, yeah, so like like uh Bo said he hasn't seen it, but Kristen and I did see it uh the other night. We paid money for this. We left the hell. Now there's 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 quite a lot of there's quite a, quite a lot of background Fantastic Four. So I just I just want to get through some of it. So it is it's directed by Just Trank and it's had quite a lot of controversy because had had to have quite a lot of reshoots and uh, which really means nothing. A lot of films have had reshoots. Resho- reshoots. Yeah. The fact that it has reshoots is not a not a big deal. But there was also it's just you know a lot of on set problems. You know it's- Josh Trank is a bit of a bastard and these are. this is what's been said this is not what i'm saying um and that you know he was he was announced to do a star wars film and then halfway through the filming of fantastic 4 he was cancelled from the star wars film and you know all sorts of stuff like that
1: there's some films that could have
0: benefited from some reshoots well that's true um so but, so so my, th- so my thoughts on it is when it was actually announced, and it's, it was basically trashed before it was even released. So it's just you know, it's, a lot of people say that it's just going to be a disaster. They didn't like some of the decisions. There's just a whole lot of just you know complaints and just fanboy rage and all that sort of typical bullshit. That I just I actually, so I was on its side. I was just, I was really I was really hoping that this film would actually be awesome. So then you know, so everybody involved could basically just said, "F you, internet." You know what I mean? And uh, so I went into it like really excited. I'm like, you know, come on, be awesome, be awesome. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. So, but it wasn't terrible by any means. Well, yeah, it it, it isn't terrible. I guess guess it depends on your definition of terrible. I I
1: wouldn't say it's it's as good as the Avengers, but it's nowhere near as bad as Spider
0: Man Three. Well, that's true. (laughs) It is better than Spider Man Three. That's so true. That's good at least. least. (laughs) God, that film's terrible. Um, Yeah, so. Well yes, I don't know, it's hard to say. It is it's a bad film. But but from all accounts it is actually a bad film. It is there's quite a lot of it that, that it gets wrong. Um and so I mean I have to, I have to call it a bad film. But you're right, I wouldn't call it a terrible
2: film. I wouldn't call I've it seen a bad worse. film.
0: I would call it a bad film if I was sitting in a cinema
1: bored and waiting for it to ticking off the minutes until it ended. But mm. I was I wasn't ever bored.
0: Yeah. This is why I'm, I'm so I'm so glad we're doing this review because i 'cause I'm I'm gonna look at it from the fanboy sort of side of things Mm. and you can look at it from the fact that you whether you're entertaining side of things yeah well because i
1: i I don't know anything about the fantastic four except what i've learned by osmosis through david Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) all i knew was there was four of them i pretty much knew what their powers were and um who dr doom is that's about it cool that's about it Yeah, no.
0: I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, So, like I said, it's directed by Josh Trank. Uh, His only other film is Chronicle, uh, which is quite good, uh, which dealt with a group of friends who gained superpowers and sort of tried to deal with it in sort of a found footage, real world situation. What if people really had powers? And so he sort of taken that idea and sort of and sort of mixed up the Fantastic Four. You know, a little bit, to sort of more, suit that sort of idea. Um, so, you
1: now I like the Fantastic
0: Four better than I did Chronicle. Oh, there you go. That's weird. Uh, so um, <laughs> it's me. It's, <laughs> so the Fantastic Four. So the traditional story: it's four four friends or four uh, you know uh, people who know each other uh, who gain powers and form a supergroup. They are the the first supergroup. Uh, from Marvel Comics. They've been, they've been around since 1963. The general idea is you have the, the leader as Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, her stretchy powers, and uh, The Thing, who is his, his best friend, Ben Grimm, who basically becomes like a big, rocky, super strong, rocky monster. Sue Storm, the invisible woman, uh, becomes invisible and as uh, force fields and uh, and is probably the most powerful member of the team, let's be honest. And uh, Johnny Storm, her brother, who is uh, the human torch, you can you know, burst into flame and stuff like that. For the purposes of the film, they chose to go uh, more with the ultimate Fantastic Four origins. So in the original, original Marvel comics, 1963 comics, the power, they, the four get their powers because they... T- they, they, they fly into space in a spaceship um, and they get halted with cosmic radiation because the shielding's not quite up to scratch. And, and so the cosmic radiation is what gives them this power. It's, it's a classic yeah. Marvel stuff. Yes. But in, um, in
1: reality, that wouldn't give you power, that would just make you sick
2: and die.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> this is not reality, though. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Much so Much like getting bitten by a radioactive
2: spider. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got
0: bitten by a radioactive spider and I don't have any powers. Damn it yeah um but uh no i didn't give it no um so the the original there are there have been other fantasy four movies and they have they they did deal with that sort of that sort of similar sort of origin i think they're on a space station instead of a spaceship but it's basically a similar sort of deal the ultimate fantasy four is is was part of uh, the ultimate universe line of marvel comics which were meant to sort of be a more reader-friendly version of the, of the marvel universe they were it was it was is a more sort of modern uh, version of the, of the Marvel Universe that new readers, they didn't have to slog through years and years of continuity. They had basically brand new versions. It was essentially... The Ultimate Marvel Universe, even though I was a big fan of it, it, it really didn't work that well in in its original guise because the Ultimate versions of, of the Marvel characters were essentially just the same characters, but more violent. That's really all they were. Uh, but uh, but Fantasy, the Ultimate Fantasy IV, they get their powers by... Um, Trans uh, transporting themselves to an alternate dimension. In the comic, it's the, it's referred to as the Negative Zone. Uh, in the movie, it's never actually referred to by name. Uh, so they, they go to a, a, a this alternate dimension, and when they come back, they find that they have abilities. So in the film, you've got uh, Miles Teller shows up again. He plays Reed Richards. Uh, it's important to note that none of the Fantasy Four get referred to as their actual code names in the film. Did you notice that? None, none of the code names are actually used. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the, uh, so, small Taylor is Reed Richards. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is Johnny Storm. Kate Mara is Sue Storm. And Jamie Bell is Ben Grimm. Toby Kebbell is Victor Von Doom. Um, and the, uh, the the great Reg Cathy as uh, Dr. Franklin Storm. Basically, you've got Reed as a genius. Um, I mean, I even said during the film, I was like, why is Reed... He's, the, the, the film starts with... Uh, a class talking about their future careers, and Reed talks about how he's going to invent, uh, invent a, a machine that can teleport people, and everybody laughs at him and stuff. And and it's like, why is Reed in this class? He's clearly smarter than every single person in the room, including the teacher. In combined, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. it's really, really weird. Just bump him up if you send him to university. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean,
2: Doogie Hauser could be a doctor. Well, that's exactly it. right.
0: Exactly, he's the Doogie Hauser of our generation. No, he's, uh, <laughs> in fact, Doogie Hauser is our Doogie
1: Hauser.
0: Yes. Anyway, moving on. Moving on quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new generation. The new generation. Anyway, you've, you've derailed me. Uh, so he's uh, one of the members of his class. Is Ben, and uh, he and Ben become friends when uh, Ben catches Reed. Uh, trying to steal some parts from Ben's family business, which is a junkyard. Uh, so in this in this continuity, Ben is not a pilot, uh, for the, and uh, so he's just it's just your average Joe. Um, so they say they become friends, and Reed does in fact create a uh, create a machine um, that he thinks is a teleporter. It does actually uh, send things away, but what it actually is is a
1: Tens D- into t- dimensional transporter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so he he doesn't he doesn't become aware of that until later on when he attends a science fair Where he clearly should win, but because his science teacher hates his guts, he gets disqualified because he causes a bit of a ruckus. Because the 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 science teacher thinks it's magic. That's
1: ridiculous. (laughs) So it's clearly, it's it's still, you know, it works. So he's used scientific principles, but the science teacher thinks it's magic?
0: Yeah, sleight of (laughs) hand. Hold on, hold on. It's clearly just because he just hates him.
1: He's not having
2: machine, If he makes a machine that teleports things and you don't win the science fair, what? Yeah. <laughs> even if even if the teacher didn't think it was really... Even if you just made a machine that like made things disintegrate and disappear, yeah, I feel like you'd win the science fair. Yeah. What's the kid next to him doing Like a volcano made out of uh, baking soda. No, the kid next
0: to him is doing something to do with a model plane, and uh, Reed takes the model plane and sends it into the alternate dimension, and it then brings it back, and it's clearly... Something clearly happened to it, because it's brought back matter that doesn't exist in our universe. And it was a chunk taken um, out of the wing. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the and the, it's no the whole the whole thing is ridiculous. Really, this whole thing basically based on it's based on based on the fact that the teacher doesn't like Reed Richards. Mm. It's really all it is. Anyway, so while he's at this fair, he they meet Sue and um, Doctor Storm.
1: Which is never fully explained why they're attending a high school science fair.
0: <laughs> that's so true. What the hell are they doing there? <laughs> uh, anyway, so, that's so true. I didn't even think of that at the time. I was like, why is... Why is Sue with this fair? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, she so doesn't even attend the school, so you got um, so you got Sue and uh, Doctor show sharp, and uh, they explain to Reed and the audience exactly what the machine is and what it does, and they hire him. He then he then joins the team at the Baxter Building, which is pretty cool. Oh, well, it the school there. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just yeah, it's, it's a research facility yeah. slash school, um, and uh, they build they build a, a actual working. Version of his transporter machine. You're introduced, uh, you were introduced, you introduced Sue, or earlier, it's drummed into your head that Sue and Doctor Richards are related. That she is his adopted daughter, and that comes into into play later because you you meet Johnny. You know, and then it sort of brings into that. So sort of the controversial thing that I've, we've discussed on this show on multiple times is that uh, Doctor Richards is in fact African American. His son Johnny Storm is, Af- is African American. And Sue is not Sue is played by Kate Mara who is white, and so they, they mention multiple times that Sue is in fact adopted. She's from Kosovo. She's from Kosovo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just I, I guess if I can just if you don't mind if I can just diverge for like a, for a couple of seconds here, it basically brings to the point that I've made multiple times on the show that it just there was just no need for this to occur. It's not how it is in the comics. Sue and Storm, Sue and Johnny are brother and sister. They're both white, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There was no need to change it. They was only, only changed because Josh Trank is friends with Michael Jordan. That's really all it is. There's, there was, there's It's not like he's some sort of brilliant actor that you had to have him in the film. That's I don't really see anything wrong with it. I've got nothing wrong with the fact that he, he he got his friend to his film. I was like, why the hell not? If I was making films, I'd cast all my friends. I wouldn't give a crap. But don't change change established comic history and shoehorn in this ridiculous subplot just because you want your friend to be i don't right. see anything wrong with that either I, it, it really really me.
1: it's not like it's he, rewritten actual history or something it's, it's no
0: that's you haven't rewritten history. Like, like i said i, I mean, for anybody who for anybody who missed it the previous episodes i have no problem with johnny storm being black with dr storm being black i've No problem in any way, shape or form. Black, Mexican, Asian. I don't give a crap what race they are. But then make his sister the same race. Don't waste precious film time explaining why they're different.
2: It wasn't. It was like a couple of seconds. More than a couple of seeds. This whole thing is, is, you know, is a retelling of that history. Like, nothing in this is the same so far that you've explained as, as the history of the Fantastic Four. So, I mean... It's just, it's a drop in the bucket compared to how the whole history is bastardized.
0: Yeah, I, get, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I do like your drop in the bucket analogy. I'm going to use that. It's a drop that, that my problem. <laughs> my problem with that is a drop in the bucket compared to the, my other problems with this film. So that's fine. So I've said my piece. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> right, so well, we won't mention it again. Yeah, they've, got, they've built a full, full-grown version of it. You meet Victor. Victor's, you know, your typical sort of Sort of rock star scientist. He's uh, he's aloof and rude and you know, but he's good looking and and you know, and he's clearly a genius and you know all that sort of stuff. So it's actually, kind
1: of, massive chip on his shoulder. Yeah,
0: he's got a massive chip. You're right, and and he's, he's got a bit of a thin for Sue as well, obviously, which is uh, which, comes into play which, later. which comes into play later. So it's um so I actually didn't mind Victor. I actually thought he was right. I mean he's. He, is essentially is still Doctor Doom. I mean, he still comes from area, and it's basically the same sort of same sort of character. He's I mean, really all you need to do is, is be is a genius and an arsehole. So up until this point, right? It's pretty standard stuff. It's all pretty pretty, pretty pretty chronicle sort of stuff. The acting's not the greatest, but you know whatever. It's all set up in order to get to the machine that's going to transport them up. But then you, then you get plot point number one, which is ridiculous. Is it's Dr. Storm. And Dr. Storm is not a, is not a stupid man. It's Dr. Storm's idea to send the four scientists that created the machine mm. on the first trip. Now, that's ridiculous. That yeah. <laughs> it just it's doesn't just like make any sense. None of them are trained in any way to do anything like that. They have no idea what's going to meet them on the other side. They sent a couple of probes over, but that's about it. It's it just it's, Surely, you would actually get actual professional people, like astronauts. Damn. They actually make an analogy to this. They talk about astronauts later on. It's like... We've now just made this plot seem ridiculous by the fact that you admit that they had trained people to do this sort of stuff. But instead of yeah. sending around a bunch of kids, it doesn't make any sense.
2: And if the four of them die, there's nobody there to continue to work.
0: Spot on. That's even an even better. I didn't even think of that. And you're right. Spot on. Uh, anyway, so, so, then, so then when you have the scene where the government comes, steps in, you've got your typical government toady guy. He was always chewing something for some reason? Oh, no, that? that was annoying. Even during his his presentation, he's chewing on gum. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, so yeah, there's the the government toady guy shows up, and I don't, I don't know who he is. I have no idea. What does he? He's, does he even get a name?
1: He's um, he looks familiar. I am sure he's been in other stuff.
0: We're gonna, it's like you know, great work, brilliant, it works. You are all geniuses. We're gonna get, we actually gonna bring out in our uh, in our team now and uh, send over some professionals, and they all get upset, and it's like. what What are you upset about? It makes perfect sense for this to happen. So, anyway, so they get drunk and they're like, you know, and Victor's like, we should be the first people to go over there. And so over they go. (laughs) It's like, what the hell? So, four people that go are Victor, Reed, Johnny... And Ben, which doesn't make any sense. We wakes up Ben in the middle of the night to come with them. Oh, no, I mean, Reed, Reed calls Ben and says, I'm not doing it without you, buddy. And it's like, these guys have got no chemistry. They've got absolutely no chemistry of friendship at all. And these people are all, these people are all fine actors. You know, I mean, every single person in this film, individually, are perfectly fine. But for some reason, put them together in a group, and it's like they've just met. Uh, so those four people they go they go to the uh, the alternate dimension which is uh, meant to assume it to be the negative zone um, and it looks pretty cool I mean it's 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 interesting it's like whenever it's whenever you see it from a distance it basically looks like Draenor <laughs> which is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, so it is I mean it does it does look like uh, something from World of Warcraft and it has that green flame effect dude it has like this this sort of green energy a, effect that looks like the, the foul flames so like,
2: yeah. yeah so
0: it looks like they've gone to Shadow Moon Valley uh, which I thought was pretty cool right. And, uh, you know, an accident an accident occurs, they come back, and the device explodes, which then, which is their explanation for why Sue gets powers, because Sue is there bringing them back, and so she's in close proximity when it explodes, there's an explosion, kind of like, for anybody who's seen the Flash TV show, so the, the explosion at the start that gives the Flash and a whole bunch of other people in the facility powers, a similar sort of event occurs, so the explosion gives Sue her abilities, um, they all come back with their abilities, and, um... My theory is that that explosion will explain other superpower beings as well, because another sort of interesting backstory thing about this is that before this film came out, they were talking about how they were going to tie the Fantastic Four in with the X-Men universe, because they're both from Fox, so they are going to tie them together in some way. During this, during this film, not a single mention of mutants is ever mentioned, um, and now that the film is out... They're basically saying, "Oh no, no, we never said that at all." <laughs> so they're completely separate universes, yeah. It's yeah, so like yeah, you know, they, they, they disses each them. other completely, which I, which I think is actually quite interesting. But but I just so I think the explosion is what's going to explain any superpower beings that show up in any sequels that may or may not happen. I mean, the place the, the films are just a, a bomb, so they may not be a, a sequel, but I'm pretty sure they have announced one, so they might get another one. Don't know, yeah, pretty sure they have announced one. Anyway, so back to the story. They get their powers now. This is where it actually this is. This is the first time where I actually thought something interesting has occurred is, is the sort of the evolution of their powers. So one, one, they get back and the government steps in. Uh, despite uh, Dr Storm's protestations, the government steps in and takes control of the project, which makes perfect sense. That's exactly what would happen. Actually, that's as far as I want to go in terms of plot. I think, mm. yeah, I think that, that's as far as far as I want to go because I want to, I don't want to. There's, I mean, there's a there's a couple of things that would be considered spoilers. So you don't want to retell the whole thing. No. Yeah, that's exactly. We don't want to retell the whole thing. So, um, so that so that eventually leads to the team getting together and uh, their big fight with. Doctor Doom. It's, it's all over the internet that
1: he's Doctor Doom. no. As soon as you see his name, even I know Doctor Doom is the villain. <laughs> isn't that? That's not a spoiler. So yeah.
0: So you have. So you had the big fight. Now it's and then uh, you have the bit. So so I just want to, in terms of, in terms of sort of production stuff. Does that's that's help enough that there's story a stuff. Giant Doctor Doom statue in our display case. well yeah it's, it's dr <laughs> doom is the man um, so basically the, so the, the main sort of my problems with it with the film is it's not that they changed the story the origin and all that sort of stuff i'm fine with it who cares i mean they do it all the time because it's, it's just the film's just lifeless like there's no there's no joy or excitement to be had in this film at no point was i excited by anything on the screen and mm. you know i'm a nerd i'm a fantasy four fan that even dr be, doom that could have been your problem uh,
1: from the outside point of view, um, it's it's just standard comic book film. You get you, you see your different players. There's a lot of bit of well, there's a lot of backstory, but you kind of need that because for people outside of the comic sphere, Fantastic Four is not really well known group of people. So you kind of need to explain that to newcomers. Mm-hmm. So your team gets assembled. Um, a thing happens. They get powers. Uh, they confront the villain and. Yeah, it's a standard, your standard comic book movie. Mm. Um, okay, given some of the char- the characters don't really have the charisma that the Avengers have, but it's a perfectly serviceable movie, and I think kids going will enjoy it a lot more than people who have been reading the comics for the last thirty years. I think kids oh, will enjoy
0: it. All right. Also, um, well, I mean, the positives uh, is that I, I, I liked the I liked the origin story. Um, Doom, even though he looked, you know, completely different from the Doom that we all know and love, I actually think he looked pretty cool. To
1: be with you He's recognisable enough
0: to yeah. know yeah. that. He I mean, he's quite clearly ones. still Doom. Yeah. Yeah, Although
1: yeah. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of you've got to give this film a lot of gimmies, like, for, and that's one of them. Where does he get that cloak from?
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but yeah, but a bit like I said at the start, I just, I just I think it's a good film. I mean, there's too and it's, it's just it's just too uneven, um, and it's. The first half of the film is a different movie to the second half of the film, and especially, especially the last sequence, the last scene, just it blew me away by just how bad it was. Is it's basically it's after the fight, and they come it's it's them back at the facility, and I don't know what it is, but it's like it's it's almost like they they said they they called all the actors and said, hey, we need you on set in 30 minutes. We're going to do a scene together. Like, nobody nobody looks interested in being there. They actually look actively annoyed. And then they have this ridiculously lame dialogue, and, just, and it cuts to the credits. And I was like, oh, my God, what just happened there? <laughs> it, was just, it was really weird. Um, yeah, what's, so that's, that's basically it. Do, do you have a ring?
1: Two and a half. Wow, that's so generous. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, I I, I wasn't... There's been some movies I've gone to see where I've sort of actively think, isn't it over yet? When's when's the end coming? But uh, yeah, Just for that alone, it gets an extra half point. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have any burning desire to see it again anytime soon.
0: Oh, no, we're not going to see it again. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll I'll give it uh, one out of five.
1: If he brings out a director's cut, I would have liked to see what he thought his original film was going to be like.
0: You he stole, he st- took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. That's going to be my final thoughts. Actually, I want to see the original Josh Trank version. Yeah, I really? bet it's
2: not as different as he's claiming.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: Because the, the director's cut of Blade Runner is better than the original.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. the original's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're right. But I would, is I would it? like to, I would like to know exactly what were reshots and wor- and weren't and then sort of try and work it out from there. But uh, anyway, that's it for the review. Let's move on to Clash of Champions.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble!
0: You would think that uh, I took the opportunity during our short break there to figure out what round we're on, but I didn't. So I still don't know what round we're actually at. But it's, it's Clash of Champions time! And we And for this round, we've got... Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider Man, and soon to be main Spider Man, versus Ahsoka Tano, the Padawan from the Clone Wars. Okay, Riddick
1: versus the Punisher was season three, round six, so this must be round seven. This must
0: be round seven! Yay! Thank you, (laughs) co host love.
2: (laughs) Co host with benefits. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was good. That'll be official title from now
1: on. All the business cards.
0: So yeah, so Miles versus Ahsoka. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting one. Awesome. So we've got uh, the arena, eighteen hundred by eighteen hundred feet island, four city blocks filled with typical city stuff: buildings, warehouses, shops, cars, etc., 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 etc. Covered by a force field that reaches up seven hundred kilometers
1: into space.
0: In space. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no civilians present. But there are pigs in space. <laughs> there are pigs in space. Well, now that Miss Ke- now that uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit have broken up, it's uh, a single pig in space.
2: Yeah, I heard about that.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> She's available.
2: I think next week's uh, uh, Clash of Champions should be Miss Piggy versus Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh, it's Piggy all the way. Yeah,
0: Piggy knows. P- P- Piggy knows uh, P- Pig Foo. <laughs> 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 okay it doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> uh, although we give, we give him his banjo, he might be able to fend her off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got the. I think they
2: would. I think they would just fall back in love and. And, and then uh, fight. Weird, r- rude yeah. stuff would
0: happen, and we'd have to make it rated R and those sorts of yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
1: Mad <Muppet> makeup.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, on the Facebook. I did something I don't normally do. Is I actually I put some like rules and stuff. I've noticed with like other oh my god rules versus stuff. <laughs> oh my god rules. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to mention them on here as well. It might help you with your decisions on certain things that happen. Yeah. So Miles versus Ahsoka. Now Miles is the pre Secret Wars version. So the end of the Ultimate Run. So it's uh we'll do it just after the fight where he rescues his friends. No, where he gets rescued from the clutches of Doctor Doom. We're
1: getting too detailed <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> let's just say, oh, okay. Well, let's just as a super fight. It's Miles knowing exactly how to be Miles, like he knows how to be Spider Man.
1: At his peak, yeah. like yeah, when we had Luke Skywalker, it's at his peak. Yeah, so it's
0: Miles at his peak uh, versus Ahsoka. In this, so this is the the Clone Wars version, not the Rebels version, and it's right at the end of Clone Wars when she decides to leave the Jedi Order. And she gets falsely accused, and she says, "Well, screw this! I'm out of here." Screw you, hippies! <laughs> yes, indeed. There is no preparation time, and the setting is at the arena. So they're 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 aware of each other's abilities, and there's no morals. It's for the kill. Let's get to their their powers and abilities. So, so Miles Miles Morales is uh, half African American, half Puerto Rican, I believe. I don't know. A member of the Ultimate Universe. He becomes Spider-Man after Peter, the Peter Parker of that universe, dies. Ah, um, oh, well, he doesn't actually die as it's later revealed, but anyway. Um, he gets his powers in the same way he by being bitten by a radioactive spider, but it's a different radioactive spider. And so his powers are slightly different. Um, he does have the standard uh, Spider-Man stuff, as in superhuman strength, superhuman agility superhuman reflexes, air, wall crawling, and he's spider-sense, so he's got all that sort of basic sort of Spider-Man related stuff. Uh, but in, in addition to that, he also has uh, a couple of extra powers, uh, which is, main, the main one is his Venom Blast, which is kind of like a, um, it's kind of an electrical type attack, uh, that he, um, where if he can touch, he can touch you, and then basically shock you. Um, it's not pure electricity because it actually manages to work on electro, but it's—it's a—I don't know, really know what it is. It's a sort of a, it's sort of affects your nervous system, I guess. Really, um, it can also be transferred uh, when. Well, it could make sense if it was venom. It's not venom.
2: It's almost like, like uh, yeah. you know those caterpillars that you touch and you could get, get shocked by them, but it's not like a venom, and it's not really like a bite or a sting. It's just kind of a a weird thing that they
0: yeah, do. It's probably, yeah, there you go. It's as <laughs> close to that caterpillar thing. We'll go with that. But it can also, like like I said, it can be transferred. Uh, when Miles is fighting Peter, um, 616 Peter, uh, he, he sends the blast through Peter's web, conducts through it, and sort of gets him. But it is, it is ridiculously powerful. Like, it's enough to... Um, Ultimate Peter is killed by Ultimate Green Goblin, but when Miles fights uh, Ultimate Green Goblin for the first time, he just takes him out like a punk. <laughs> That's mainly oh. because of the, he uses the Venom Blast on it, just bang, down he goes. Um, and like I said, it works on like Cho and all sorts of stuff. So, essentially, so long story short. If Miles manages to touch Ahsoka, it's game over. Uh, he also has his spider camouflage, um, which is, he can turn invisible, essentially. So he sort of blends in, chameleon-like to the surroundings. Not totally invisible, like Invisible Woman, sort of.
1: Bit. More like a lizard. Yeah, more like a lizard. A ch- chameleon sort of like lizard. Yeah,
0: chameleon. Yeah. yeah, he also has another about ba- another ability called energy burst, uh, which is when he's under extreme stress, he can send out of like a blast wave. But I don't really know a lot about it, so we're going to say he doesn't have that. Okay. This fight takes place before he realizes he has that ability. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, he doesn't. He's not a fighter, but he has the sort of basic sort of hand to hand combat skills that any normal human would have. But because he's. Uh, He's been doing this for a while. He sort of has learnt, and he's he's he was a big fan of Peter, so he used to watch all the footage of Peter that he could get. So he's basically learned to emulate the way that Peter would fight using his abilities and stuff. So he's not he's not you know a ninja by any means, but he's still no pushover. Um, and he has uh, the webs, so he can shoot the webs. He does have actual web shooters; they're not biological, so it does need. He can run out of webs if if he needs to, and the the devices themselves can be um, damaged. Mm removed, yep, removed, damaged, whatever Ahsoka who's nicknamed Snips uh, by her master who was an Anakin Skywalker so Ahsoka was given to was put under the command of of Anakin in order to sort of actually to affect Anakin sort of make him a little bit, there was thought that he would become a little bit less brash um, and arrogant if he had someone else to care about and and protect um, and train and all that sort of stuff it didn't quite work out that well (laughs) <laughs> As we all know, but still, she's a Togruta female teenager. Um, so, because like I said, we're, just, we're doing the Clone Wars version, so she's still a teenager at this point. Um, and uh, she is a trained Jedi. So she's she, by by the end of the show, she's pretty much on the verge of becoming a, a Jedi Knight. Uh, but during the course of the show, she is still technically a Padawan. She has uh, her own lightsaber, of course. Uh, she uses the um, so the back. Hand, the sort of the facing backwards style of, of uh, lightsaber combat—they've all got names. Like the actual lightsaber, different styles of light combat, lightsaber combat have got names. And um, unfortunately, I didn't write down what hers is called. But uh, she has her main her main lightsaber is she holds in a, a backhanded grip, uh, and she has another sort of—it's not a lightsaber, but it's kind of a it's, it's sort of similar sort of deal, like a light, smaller lightsaber blade that she uses. Uh, to deflect, so the the, the second one's used sort of mainly for the, so defensive purposes, and the, the her main lightsaber is used for offensive purposes. Um, so she's actually she's she's really quite good. Uh, she manages to fight um, quite a lot of people in the show that have shown to be masters, like she she duels Ventures Ventress uh, and General Grievous and one, uh, and she more than holds her own. Uh, so the the style a style of lightsaber combat that she uses is to sort of to offset her natural uh alien agility so she also has enhanced agility uh which you know so she's more agile than a normal human but she also then uses her force to uh augment that so she is i i would say just for the sake of sake sake of uh, for you guys is that she is as agile as miles is um so you try and keep that in mind and she uses that for her combat she's not as strong as being a, a this is by no means meant to be offensive in any way, but being a teenage girl, she's not as, as strong as some of her opponents are when they're full-grown adults, and one of them is like a giant cyborg dude. Um, but she uses her agility um, and force-enhanced gymnastic abilities in order to basically evade being hit. So she's all about the move out of the way, and then dart in for an attack. and the so move if out you of the think way.
1: about that scene in the set it with Yoda bouncing all over the place?
0: Yeah. It's not as ridiculous as that, it's <laughs> that, a cool scene. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool scene, but let's be honest, it's kind of silly. Um, it's, it's it's cool in it's cool. silliness, but it, but yeah, similar sort of deal. So she so yeah, she basically she jumps around her opponent and you know hits them in the back and hits them in the head and hits them in the leg and all that sort of stuff in order to like, the way she fights. She's actually pretty damn cool. Um, I love her a lot, so I think she's brilliant and. She also, but she also is uh, quite good in hand-to-hand combat. I would definitely say definitely better than Miles in all in all respects in terms of hand-to-hand combat. She actually manages to beat a Trandoshian without any weapons, um, just in pure hand-to-hand combat. And uh if you are the um, are the tall lizard guys, so you remember Empire Strikes Back, and you see all the bounty hunters, and you see the lizard guy. He's a Tandoshian, so they they spend their time um, hunting Wookies. So there are no pushovers, and she manages to take one out.
1: Be very, very oh. quiet. It'd be if they did I think
0: They actually had a pretty cool mythology of the Traditions, but that's a story for another day. Um, the <laughs> uh, the great great scorekeeper. Um, yeah, so so why I thought why I, why I'm really excited I'm really excited about this fight because uh, oh just very very quickly she also has the ability to. I mean, of course, she has the Force. I mean, that goes without saying. So she has the Force abilities, uh, but also um, she has a, a biological ability. So the, her race um, are the ones that have the sort of like those head protrusions. And those things are actually uh, they're organs, they're external organs, and they they they're sort of uh, they use sort of like a an echolocation sort of deal. That's not quite accurate, actually. I apologise, but it's it's a similar. It'll give you an idea. Basically, she can. Um, she has she has better spatial awareness than a human would have because of these sort of things. I so she can, um, at one point she uses she actually didn't even need use use the force for this, but she her Anakin's fighting some people and there's a big piece of uh, big rock rock granite outcropping type thing that you know has a like a, a hole shape in the middle of it and she uh, uses the force to push it down, knowing using her own biological abilities that Anakin will be. Will be in the whole part when it lands, and it just kills everybody else. But oh, they're all robots, so it doesn't matter.
1: It's a very yeah. Looney tunes
0: thing. Yeah, it's a very yeah. So she has the Looney tunes ability to, to do that sort of stuff. So yeah, so I'm really excited about this fight because um, I just in in my opinion, I think the agility is Mole's You you assume Miles' uh, agility would be would be the, the winner, um, but I think her force attuned agility is an equally a match. There's, there's, there's no... There's, I have no doubt in my mind that they're, they're, they're as agile as each other. So, yeah, so basically, so what, I, what I'm going to say, so so before you guys jump in and uh, start discussing it, I'm going to say this, that if Miles manages to touch her, she's gone. Touch her? Yeah, because if he touches her and because venom blasts her, shock. she's gone.
1: Yeah. Is there a way to negate the venom blast?
0: Well, so that's that's what I, that's, that's what I like, wanted you to jump in and say stuff. Does the force... Is the force enough to protect her from being knocked unconscious? Well, she could, um...
1: Because they know about each other's abilities, so she could give herself a poor personal force shield.
0: Oh, I guess you're
2: so good. Yeah. Mwah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, does she know? Is she aware enough of the force to do that?
0: I think. No, I think Crystal's spot on the money. Well, They're aware I, of each other's abilities. You, I think she'll be she'll protect herself from the from the. And you said thing it, it's, all it's, it's
1: late in the Clone Wars, so she's almost a full Jedi. So her powers are pretty strong.
0: She's pretty good.
1: She's okay. she's past Luke Luke in the Dagobah system.
0: She's definitely past movie. Yeah, she's definitely past Empire Strikes Back level of Luke. Mm. I, but I don't think she'd be on the level of she's Return not, of the Jedi. She's Luke. not full blown Jedi Luke. No.
2: I think in if they're similar in agility, then I don't really know how to how to judge them. Was there has there ever been any scene or any evidence that she could that she could make a force field out of the force?
0: Yeah. Well, she's she mainly she, she mainly uses it. Like most Jedi do, with uh, tele- for telekinetic reasons. So she's pushed things, she's pulled things, and she's force shielded. Okay. Okay.
1: So if she could do that, and he can't touch her, and she's got a lightsaber. She's got two so lightsabers. She's got two lightsabers. they have
2: similar. So really, Is agility. He- They're probably similar in the way they fight, and they are similar in that they both have some sort of spidey sense.
0: Yeah, so, um, I sort of, so if you if you, want, if you want to throw some sort of scripting story sort of stuff in there, so Miles turns invisible. Tries to attack from behind or attack from the sides or something like that. I don't think you turning invisible yeah, would help her. She's too aware. Yeah. Visible to, doesn't mean anything, so he's, he's surprised when she knows exactly where she, where he is. Uh, she force pushes him. He's like, what the hell? He gets knocked back. He's incredibly durable though. He's, even his stuff falls on him and stuff. He's, he's actually not, he's really not that affected from the from the force push itself, mm. she's like, she's gonna to have to lightsaber him in order to kill him, because he'll be he be able to withstand any force related stuff that she does.
1: Yeah, if she gets close enough to that, do that, he's dead because he won't be able to lay a hand on her. That's that like, you can't disable the force.
0: You can't disable the force. Are you sure? If he knocks her out,
1: yeah, but how is he gonna yeah. knock her out?
0: And then picks up a car and throws it at her. He's far stronger than she is. That's true. His Spider-Man level power, so it's uh, strength, so it's five to ten tons. He could pick up a car and throw it.
2: She Is was, she that strong with the force to, to catch it?
0: I think I think she'd be, at the, at the very least, strong enough to bl- to deflect it. Not necessarily catch it. I don't think she'd be able to catch... I mean, that's a massive amount of, of force, no pun intended. You know what I mean? So she... Yeah. she. I don't think she'd be able to stop it in place because the momentum and... and speed and, and and weight is just too much, but I I definitely think she'd be able to push it out of the way.
1: Yeah, so there's no way he
0: could knock her out. So you're essentially saying that you don't think that she can he could even get close to it?
1: Not unless he disables the force and if the only way to do that is to knock her out, he won't be able to knock her out.
0: And I don't think she can take she can take him from a distance either. Because
1: she's too spatially aware to even be surprised by anything thrown at her.
0: Yeah, totally I tell you t- totally right on there. Yep. But
2: at the same time, I think they're so similar in agility and, and so similar in fighting styles that I think close up they they just kind of cancel each other out. I don't think either would be able to touch the other. I well, think his spidey senses is enough to keep him from getting hit by the lightsabers. Yep. Um, and also her spatial awareness, um, and uh, and the force is enough to keep her safe from, you know, his blows. Um,
0: I agree. So we have a bit. So, of, we have a bit of an impasse.
2: And, and then there was the question that was brought up on Facebook.
0: So, the, yeah. the votes uh, normally I, I do the votes when we get to the end. So, I just want to bring one thing up. Sorry, one of the votes I didn't count because it's a question. So, I wanted to throw the question in at, at you sorry, during the fight. So, uh, so Lance has asked uh, depends if, if she force throws her saber and if Miles can web it down, can she force grab it through the web? If so, then Ahsoka. If not, then Miles. So, I
2: don't think she can break the web.
0: Yeah, I don't think. I definitely don't think she can break the web. I mean, the Hulk can't do it. Why would she do it? The Hulk doesn't have the Force. See, so I, <laughs> I, I think. I think you, you're misunderstanding how the Force works. Can... The Force is yeah. only as strong as the user is. So the Force itself, is a concept, mm. you still need to have the, you know, the bloody midi and all that sort of stuff in order to use it. Like, even low-level Padawans have the Force. Mm but you can't say that Ahsoka's as powerful as Anakin is. That sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, but uh, I don't know exactly how powerful she is. How, there's no way to measure how powerful the webbing is against um, her use of the Force.
0: It definitely is. In the show, she's been shown to struggle pulling things. So to break the web, she would have to be as strong as the Hulk with using the Force, and the show's showing that she's not. Okay. So if if Miles webs it down, I don't think she can pull the saber back in order to break breaking the web. But that's not to say that she can't pull whatever the web is attached to. The web has to stick to something. So if it sticks mm-hmm. it, if he sticks it to the asphalt or he sticks it to a, a you know a, a uh, light post or something like that, I, I think she can easily rip that off. She's got two sabers. But she's got two.
1: So he's like he, he's she's thrown that one, and he's distracted by webbing it down, and she comes out with the other one.
0: Yeah. Do you think he's fast enough to web her personally? Maybe not web the same. What if he does this? You know, you know that scene in Amazing Spider-Man where the, where where Spidey webs mm-hmm. the hands to the wall and webs the legs to the wall and then webs webs the mouth and all that sort of stuff. But like that's, he's that's, he's damn quick. That's Peter. Yeah, that's Peter. And Miles is as fast.
2: Miles is as quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that I think that they both have something that the other, like the webbing, is something that could be used to defeat her, in the same way the lightsaber is something that can be used to defeat Miles, hmm. um, in that if the lightsaber it, you know, if she somehow is able to you know, I mean the lightsaber could literally just slice him in half, you Ooh. know Darth Maul style yes. <laughs> <laughs> and with no blood and... Because
0: <laughs> the, the lightsaber it, cauterizes the wound!
2: It cauterizes it, yeah, I know. Got- <laughs> um, and then in, this, in the same... And you know, and the same, the webbing is so strong that it can, you know, it can keep two, you know, two sixteen-wheeler trucks from from being able to drive away from each other. Like it can, it can play tug of war with with trucks. Like it's, it it could catch pieces of buildings as they're falling to the ground. Like it's, it's almost indestructible. So in that same way, the webbing could could uh, incapacitate her. So I mean,
0: it's if, just if it manages to hit her.
1: Can the saber cut yeah. through the webbing?
0: I think the lightsaber can easily cut through the webbing. Like, do we, the you saber could cut through it.
2: Yeah, yeah. so
0: if I she think can't,
1: if she can't pull it free, can she move it enough for it
0: to cut itself free? Oh, that's so good! That's yeah, imaginative. That's true. So he's like it because it, it leaves her hand. It <coughs> it becomes disabled. Yeah, she just using the force ignites it. It cuts its way through, pulls it back. Alright, so, alright, cool. <laughs> That's brilliant. Alright, so Lance's vote, we're going to officially make that for Ahsoka.
1: Because even though she can't pull it free, she can move it enough, it'll
0: cut right, so Lance's vote it counts for Ahsoka. Now this becomes vitally important when I get to the votes bit. Okay. Alright? I'm sure you can figure out why. <laughs> and,
2: and if it goes towards the other scenario, and if it goes towards the scenario where um, Miles can web her to the wall, she could always... Force
0: pull her lightsaber to her to cut the to cut the webbing. You know what I mean? Yeah, the lightsaber gives her quite an advantage. And this is I yeah. sort of planning pl- pl- out in my mind. It's like she's she's rushing rushing towards him because she can force dash. He's he picks up a car, throws it. She deflects it. He picks up something up, throws it. She deflects it. She then starts using the force to throw things at her at him. You know, Darth Vader Empire Strikes Back style. Mm-hmm. He's webbing. He webs them and then swings them around and throws them back again, she'd have flex. Eventually, because she she's dashing, they get into melee range, and then it's they're, as they're just jumping around like jumping beans. But, but does she even have to get close to him? Can't she just force choke him? Can she force choke him? Now, I was hoping somebody wouldn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes. I guess she could just force choke him from a distance. It, would she do that though?
1: Does, is this, maybe does his what's his suit properties? Does that prevent that from No, happening, it doesn't. It? If
0: she look I'll lay it out there, right? <laughs> so I was I was waiting for this to happen.
2: <laughs> if, if she force if him, 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 she could web him. He
0: could yeah, web her. He could web her, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just put it this way, right? <laughs> she goes the Because so, I just I mean, knowing a the way I do, right? I just don't think that she would. She's all about combat. Like she's just as brash as impetuous as Anakin is, which is what yeah. which is why the plan failed, right? Which is why they were a perfect team because she's just she's out of control, but sometimes she's she's ridiculous. And so I just I don't think she would. I don't think she'd want to do that. She would even though she yes, she's no morals and she's in for the kill, she just loves combat too much. So she would dash in for the fight. <laughs> so let's assume that that's not the case, right? Alright. She goes the force choke, yes. It miles is in a bit of trouble. Like Rose said, he uses the web somehow. Webs something from behind her and pulls and smacks her in the in the back of the head. So she loses concentration, maybe. Um, webs, her eyes, classic Spidey style. I don't know. So I, I think the web would be enough in order to distract her enough not to force stroke. And then she rushes in for combat anyway.
1: Okay, because we've established she breaks free from the web with the lightsaber.
0: Yeah. But thanks for bringing it up, though. That. That's, that's good. I wanted to get that out of there. <laughs> I, didn't want to, I didn't want somebody to reply back with, she would have just pause choked him. <laughs> <laughs> cool, right. So, if they're in Malay range, let's put it to the vote. And then I'll give the Facebook votes.
1: If they're in Malay I range mean... and she's still got the lightsabers, then it's
0: her. We'll say she's got at least one lightsaber. And that's all she needs. That's all she needs. You think it's, So, you think it's a saga? Well, if she, Win can, cut, by if she can cut through webs, she can certainly cut through... But can she hit him? I mean, they're just as fast as each other. Does she manage to hit?
2: Yeah, but eventually, I think I think they are just as fast as each other, and I think they both have have a, a Spidey Sense style ability where they can counter each other. But at some point, somebody has to win, and I think that the lightsaber gives her the edge over. Like that tool is greater than the webbing as a tool. And so, I, I mean, I would, just I think she wins.
1: I think she would be more well trained. Like you said yourself, he's self taught. Yeah. By watching someone That's
0: else. That's true. I'm with you. That I'm with you. True. Actually, actually one. I actually wanted to do this. Is if we, if I actually, if I do manage to script this and comic this up, this is what I'm actually going to make it make her do. I'm going to make her force break the web, sw- web shooters. So she force crushes the web shooters and you can't web anymore. So it's just It's just him versus her and her lightsaber. And that's victory.
2: I didn't think about that aspect, that it's actually a, me- it's a mechanical thing.
0: Yeah, so I thought
1: about that at the start and then forgot about it.
0: Oh, there yeah. you go. Cheryl, yeah. g- great so minds. I, but but just, I was thinking she she would, would know they're mechanical. I was thinking she would rip them off. Oh, rip them off, destroy them, whatever the case to be. I was actually, because, I mean, we're talking no morals here. I'm just going to, the way I'm picturing is that she force crushes them, which hurts him because they're on his you wrists. break his wrists, yeah. Um, not necessarily break them, but enough to hurt him. And then she force dashes in and then it's just him versus her Malay jumping around crazy. And then like Bo said, eventually someone has to hit. And I think it's her. Well
1: she's got a lightsaber, Because if she, and he least, hasn't
0: As soon as she hits. I mean he's got his he's got his venom power, let's don't, let's not forget that. But I think she's she's no idiot. She's gonna defend against that. Mm. I mean her range, the lightsaber gives her more range than he has. Yep. So we're all in agreement, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Yeah. Cool. So we said that Lance's vote went for Ahsoka. Alright. As of this recording we had twelve comments on Facebook, one tweet and one email. Fourteen results.
2: I like the guy that decided to email.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty good cool like, too. Yeah, that's more that's dedication. That. He actually had a pretty yeah. cool he actually had a pretty cool comment. It was, it was pretty he had, uh, like a little, little how long was it? it? How long was the? Oh, it wasn't super long. It was just a paragraph, but it was it was good. That's
2: just funny.
0: Yeah, that was John. <laughs> that was uh, for anybody who wants to know that was John. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so fourteen out of fourteen. How do you think it went?
1: Well, judging from your comments, I reckon it went yeah. uh, <laughs> pretty evenly until until we decided the question.
0: Well, you're not just a pretty face. It was in fact seven seven. Yeah, it was a draw. Wow. So that means Lance's, which I didn't count in that. So oh, if, we, if we agree that Lance's one counts for Ahsoka, because he wasn't clear, yeah. that means it's actually seven for Miles and eight for Ahsoka. So then we add our Ahsokas as well, and it's a clear victory for Ahsoka. That was pretty I cool. think that
2: was a really good matchup. I think that yeah. was really good.
0: So that's, uh, so that's victory for Ahsoka. Ahsoka moves on to the next next level of combat. Next round, which is the final round... For this tier, so after this, we we'll actually will go back and and do the others. Actually, after this fight, we're going to have a bonus round.
1: A bonus round.
0: Yeah, better anyway, we'll get to, we'll talk about that more next uh, the next episode that we're on for Clash of Champions. So next round, the next fighters are Syla from Heroes. Yep the 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 uh, psychopathic killer from Heroes versus Dakin, Wolverine's son.
2: Okay. Dakin will get lost in the eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> never find him again
0: So Silo was actually was actually a choice it wasn't a drawn out of the hat uh, Dakin was a drawn out of that one but Silo is, uh, it was Crystal's choice It was actually my uh,
1: idea to have
0: Silo versus New Spock yes. Quinto on Quinto <laughs> but, uh, Since we knew Silo would rip the crap out of him <laughs> it was, I decided to draw that name out of the hat yeah. So that's it for Clash of Champions I hope you enjoyed it uh, If you have any comments or feedback please Send it in. I love it. Awesome stuff. You make his day. I. Uh, you will make my day. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, I love.
2: The, I love the feedback. The comments are so great.
0: Feedback is the greatest thing ever. Really? Ever. 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 ever.
2: Better than sex.
0: <laughs> Better than chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. With less sugar, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's it. That's true. Guys, so that's it for question Chamberlain. Let's move on to Azerothian Times. Alright, we've got a huge Azerothian Times. Huge uh, Huge Azerothian Azerothian Azerothian. Times. So it's uh we'll get the we'll get some of the some of the minor stuff out of the way first before we talk about the the big the big news. Alright, what do you reckon? Alright. First off of the rank, we've got wow! Uh, wow! Subscribers are down 1.5 million to a total of 5.6 million. Uh, they just announced this. Yeah. A couple of years. Um, It really means nothing. Uh, but to, get, to give you sort of a bit of, a bit of context, uh, they were at 10 million, so you now they're at almost uh, just over half that. Uh, yeah. When the, the new expansion comes out, I guarantee you that'll change. So it's, 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 yeah. it's. I think it's mainly because Draenor is actually just quite boring. Yeah, you
2: know it's 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 this happens every single expansion cycle. It's just now the expansion cycle takes place over a year instead of like two or three years.
0: Mm.
2: We're in that end of expansion lull right now. Um, although it's crazy because the last tier just came out. It's only been out for like, I mean, what like Hellfire Citadel's been out for a month. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a weird. This whole going to a yearly cycle as opposed to two year cycle is just it feels weird. It it yeah. feels. I almost feel like the way I used to always make fun of Call of Duty because it was like, well, they come out with half a game every year. Yeah. And just, <laughs> Blizzard's almost doing that now. You know, they're kind of jumping into that that cycle.
0: They're not far um, off.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, so big news for me, um, kind of in the same vein of talking about you know uh, getting together with your friends and, and enjoying World of Warcraft. The raid team that I raid with, we had been beating our heads against the wall on the boss rock. We wiped on this boss 40 something times um, over the course of three weeks. Um, you know, Tuesday would hit. We'd get together. We'd, we'd fight our way to the boss. And then we, because we, we raid two nights, we raid three nights a week, but two serious nights. And the third night's kind of an optional alt night. So we'd get all the way to the boss. And then on Thursday night, we'd spend all night wiping.
0: Hmm.
2: We did this three weeks in a row. And we finally killed zul Horak. yay and it was it's not the final boss but i felt like i killed lich king like it was like <laughs> i was pumped dude i was becca was staying with her sister that night because um uh, my brother-in-law's out of town and they do that i don't know girls can't sleep alone and so she was staying with her sister i was just pacing around the house the dogs following me around i was like <laughs> We did it. Oh, killed the boss. Oh. Like, I was so pumped, man. I told him in team speak, I was like, you guys got to give me a few minutes. Like, I got to go pace around my house. And <laughs> it felt so good to kill that boss. And just because we've been wiping on it so long. And then that same night, so I go back, sit down at my computer. We kill um, three bosses total that night. We're actually sitting at Archimonde. Wow. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to start our first pool on Archimonde. Nice. We we're at, we we're at freaking Arkhamon. <laughs> if that's not amazing enough,
0: that's great. Um, that's
2: so that's probably that's my big minor news. <laughs> and uh, another, <laughs> another World of Warcraft uh, story for an unfortunate soul that I work with. Um, one of the people that helped us kill uh, those three bosses that night purchased gold from a Chinese gold farmer.
0: Why? You know, Why would you do such a thing?
2: Because he's a moron. Because I don't the, the know. The
0: new token the new token thing. Why would you ever need to do that? I know.
2: That? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I would just but he's talking about because of the tokens, he got such a good deal. He bought like two hundred thousand gold. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> his account got found out, and got banned for two years.
0: Holy crap.
2: One of the main members of the raid banned for two years because he was a moron and bought gold.
0: How much was the two hundred thousand gold?
2: I don't know. I, I, you know, I I remember a few years ago a guy that I played with. He bought two hundred thousand gold, and it was almost two hundred dollars. Yeah, and they didn't deliver. They gave him like thirty thousand. They didn't <laughs> give him any more.
0: <laughs> That's just crazy that you would that you would just risk it in this. I mean. It's, I mean, it was bad I doing it never. back then, but it's even now. It's just it's insane to do it there.
2: Now it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. why? Why would you do that? It's yeah. so
0: crazy. You're, ter- you're so um, you're so right. It's just. But ridiculous. so
2: now he's he's buying a new copy of the game and he's starting all over again. Uh, what would you do? What? All right. I guess you would say, well, we would never do that in the first place to get banned for two years. Yeah. But let's say you're in his shoes and you got banned for two years. What would you do?
0: I'd give up the game.
2: You would just give up altogether. You wouldn't start yeah. over. No, I
0: just stop I don't
2: think I would either. I think I think I would live a much more productive life. What if <laughs> What if you got banned for two years and your just entire life changed? Like you, <laughs> you became the CEO of the company you work at. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, like it's
0: just... funny. It's funny you say that. That's what, <laughs> actually when I when I got delivered this statue. Right, this ten year anniversary statue. I had like a, I had a moment of crisis. I don't deny it. I actually thought to myself, "I've been playing this game for ten years. <laughs> now I don't play it as much. I don't play it anywhere near as much as I played it when I first started. Nowhere near <laughs> as much.
2: But I'm in a spell right now. I'm probably playing more than
0: times when I used to. <laughs> <laughs> really? When I when I first started this game, I would play like. I mean, I was a younger man then, so I was I was playing like all night sessions. Still going yeah. to work the next day, that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? I never got quite so bad that I was peeing into a bottle <laughs> or anything like that. But I still knew how. I still knew how to, I mean, I knew how on, to take a break. Me,
2: don't tell me you've never done that.
0: I'm not saying I've never <laughs> peed into a bottle, but I'm not saying <laughs> I didn't.
2: Went it, when it, at, at
0: camping or something. I don't know. Maybe on a, like a long road trip, maybe, but not at the not at my computer desk. Um, but
2: well, uh, I I will go ahead and confess that I've done that at least once.
0: Oh my god.
2: <laughs>
0: That's a disgrace.
2: <laughs> it's been many years, but I've definitely done that before. Whenever I was in my teens, somewhere. <laughs> Holy crap!
0: Well, there you go. It's, it's revelation. Um, but- I
2: remember my brother did it too, because I remember being in his room and uh, being like, "There's like a whole bottle of Mountain Dew here," and he's like, "Don't touch that." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, the revelations are flying thick and fast now. But anyway, I used to play it. I, I used to play it a lot. This is okay, kind of love story short. But uh, and so I, I did. But I, I'm sort of I'm holding this statue in my hands, and I'm like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> it, was, it was it was pretty. It was a, it was an interesting moment. It was it was like this. Could I would I have would I have accomplished more if I hadn't been playing this nah. game? And and I and I thought I had a long hard think about it. And you, you know what? I, I don't think so. I mean, my life is actually pretty good. I mean, I mean, it's, I love, I love my wife. I love my job. I love the people I work with. You know, I'm not no. living on the street. You know, I can, I can eat well. It's, you know, it's, it's so, you know, it, it still would have. I think it would have been. I mean, it definitely would have been different, but I don't think it would have been outstandingly better. You
2: know, you know, the thing is, is there would have been some other obsession. Yeah. Like just people do things to occupy their time. Like, you know, it, it, how different is that than it is staring at Facebook all day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like i would say and i'm not criticizing my wife at all i mean I, I think she's she works very hard and she's very productive but but you know the amount of time i spend playing wow she plays you know you know looking at facebook and looking at photos of her friends i mean it's just it's what you do to clear your mind and everybody has a different thing you know um there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that no. it's just it's just that playing computer games has this stigma behind it it has this like you know, everybody thinks back to the South Park episode. And they, yeah. think, they think we're all peeing in bottles, but.
0: But <laughs> um, only some of us are, Only some only of us are. Uh...
2: But only some of the time.
0: How far away was your <laughs> toilet? Why, were you in the middle of a raid or something? What the hell, dude? Anyway, it's all right. Let's move no,
2: on. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> there was a lot of pot back in those days, too. <laughs> <laughs> I might have gotten the bong in the bottle mixed up and never f- figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> oh come on!
0: <laughs> this guy. But, if, uh, if I wasn't playing WoW, yeah. I, probably, I probably would have been playing Magic. The, I would have been Magic the Ga- uh, Magic the Magic Gathering champion by now. <laughs> yeah,
2: me too. I probably would have. If if it wasn't for WoW, I probably would have played a lot more Magic hmm. than than what I did. But that's what I'm saying. Is that something would have replaced that time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? I would know a lot less people like i probably you know what me yeah. and you didn't meet through world of warcraft but we yeah. kind of met through that same you know same channel like and there's people that i know in, in in wow that i only know through wow um yeah me me and my co-workers all play together it's just like a you know it's just a it's just a time occupier but anyway the moral of this story is don't buy gold
0: <laughs> it's me. just Cheers. bringing it right back around <laughs> to the start <laughs> Don't be an idiot, is basically what we're saying. It's like, the WoW tokens exist now. I mean, well, for whatever reason, you did it back in the past. You know, we're not here to judge, but don't do it now. I mean, come on. Yeah. Crazy.
2: And maybe it relates to those those um, one million subscribers they lost, because, like, I think he even made the point, oh, they won't, they're so hurt for subscribers, they wouldn't
0: ban me. Oh my god! Okay, all right. Well, it's, it's, we've embarrassed yeah, this poor guy, guy enough. Let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so before we go into the expansion, you got anything else? No, I
2: think I think, uh, I think we're ready to talk about
0: talk all about right. the expansion. All right. So so just uh, just a word of warning: anybody who uh, who may you know who normally just sort of skips this segment, this is now your reason to skip this segment because we're going to be talking about the expansion for quite a while. So <laughs> apologies, but. It, uh, it,
2: how close was I? Like I was pretty
0: close. Uh, you were pretty like, good. So the the, the latest <laughs> expansion has been announced. Uh, was announced a couple of days ago at Gamescom, uh, in a in a live feed. And just uh, just before I continue on, I've got to say, whoever was doing the presentation, I can't remember the guy's name. But come on, man, I mean, we're, we're you talking that great? Yeah. We're talking Jai Courtney level of excitement. Hire someone who gets excited <laughs> about this sort of stuff. Well, uh,
2: normally
0: they have Chris Metzen come out and announce it. Yeah, Chris Metzen would have been better. But anyway, that's fine. We're not too big on that guy. So yeah, so the the new expansion has been announced, and it is Legion, uh, or as some people are calling it, Burning Crusade Part 2, and they're not far (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Uh, It does signal signal the return of uh, one of Bo's favorite characters, Illidan Stormrage.
2: And it's one of everybody's favorite
0: characters. Yeah, he's Illidan is—he's awesome. He's awesome. So uh, let's go through some of the highlights of uh, of this new expansion. Some of the. Oh,
2: before we do, I want to say uh, there's been this funny meme floating around on Reddit. I don't know if you've seen it, but it says <laughs> go uh, it. it's got a picture of the. It's got the pictures that they showed um, in the video where uh, Illidan's trapped in that crystal thing. Yeah, from the cinematic. And- the caption in the picture says, um, "In case of subscriber loss, break break glass."
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Whoever did that, you're a legend. That's great stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so, so following on from the world of Draenor storyline, it's uh, it's this is what all we know so far is uh, Gul'dan has found the corpse of Illidan Stormrage uh, from yep. from uh, the Black Temple yes. encounter that when you kill him. Well, basically, what it is is um, you know, the the girl who shows up. When you kill Illidan there's a the girl that's been hunting him is it Cordana?
2: I don't know the character's name but yeah, yeah. yeah I know you're talking about she I think, got I think, the I big think it's Kaldore
0: Cordana gla- Falsworn, I think is is, is the girl. Yeah. And it's the same the same girl that accompanies Cadgar. Um, Cadgar around. Yeah. Any be... any lore ex- experts out there who uh, can can prove us wrong but I'm pretty sure the girl at the in Black Temple is Cordana herself. Um, so anyway, so basically, yeah, Kudana, uh, so after uh, you uh, kill Illidan, whoever the, whoever the girl is, we'll call her Godana for the sake of convenience, um, takes his body and uh, hides it away. And it's, it's revealed in the in the cinematic trailer that uh, Godan, at the end of at the end of uh, Draenor when he escapes through the portal um, after Archimonde tries to kill him, he's, and uh, so it turns out that he's uh, he's escaped and he's he's gone looking for um, Illidan's corpse, which he reactivates. So he uses his magic in order to bring Illidan back to life, essentially. Uh, so why, but why why? not just because he looked awesome. Uh, and (laughs) so, yeah, so that, so the, the the main storyline of the expansion is the burning is the burning crusade. So the actual, so, uh, the demon invasion takes place, takes place in a different way, but it still, it still takes place. So the invasion happens. Yeah. So some of the, uh, highlights of the expansion actually, no, before we even go to there, uh, so you were saying that you, how close you were? I was, I was convinced it was going to be as Shara, Queen Ashara and the Naga.
2: Oh, it still is. She's still going to be part of
0: it. Yeah, she still shows up, but it's not. It's not the same that I, I expe- how I expected it to be. So, but I'm actually glad about that because because I hate yeah. the Vashir area, the underwater area from Cataclysm. Uh, no. Yeah,
2: that would. If the whole expansion was that. I yeah,
0: keep I, it. I, that's I'd, what I was afraid. I was afraid it was going to be. <laughs> Ashara becoming Queen of the Naga and you know, beat the the Naga and it'd be all underwater and stuff and I was like, you know what? I just don't think I'm gonna get this expansion. So but uh well, luckily I was wrong. The,
2: the rumour is is that on the Broken Isle there's gonna be a storyline where the Naga is trying to raise the sea levels so they can take over the Broken Isle. And we're gonna to have to fight them off as well as, you know, whatever uh, the Burning Legion is up to. Ah, there you go. But that's just
0: rumour right now, though. Uh, so, the, so the highlights of the expansion are ah, we've got a new continent, the Broken Isles, as we just discussed. Uh, we have a new class. So it brings us up to 11 classes now. Uh, the Demon yeah. Hunter. So the Demon Hunter is, of course, what Illidan Stormrage himself was. Uh, interestingly, to be a Demon Hunter, you can only be a Night Elf or a Blood Elf.
2: Or a Blood Elf, yeah. Yeah,
0: so and uh, you can become a Demon. And a Demon Hunter is essentially a... Uh, a a warlock slash rogue class. Uh, yeah, that's what
2: I was going to say. It's like a warlock rogue.
0: It's a tank. It's a tankable warlock, or a rogue with spells. You can look at it either way. Uh, their agility is uh, is is one of their most important features. So, but we'll get into that into in a, in a little bit later. Um, they've introduced artifacts. Artifacts are customizable weapons that grow in power as you do. And we'll get yeah. Basically, let, like the next step concept. up from legendaries. Sorry.
2: I like this concept. I, I like the artifacts concept, but I don't understand how it's going to work.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, just, we'll get we'll get more class as we go. Uh, class specific order halls and followers. So they've streamlined the followers system a little bit. This kind of ex- answers your question about the garrisons. We're not going to keep our garrisons. Um, the garrisons are going to stay on Draenor, which make, it does make sense. But we are instead going to have uh, class halls. So that, you know, a hunter yeah. hall, for example, and they described it as being a little bit more like um Arthur and his knights of the round table so you're going to have a select group of followers who are then going to um you know do your bidding in this hall thing I don't know it's weird um we'll get to that later on uh, all new dungeons and raids a new world bosses the level cap is raised to 110 which is you know obvious uh, a revamped pvp progression system which uh, some people are very annoyed about i've seen on the forums uh, an improved transmogrification system you know what i think this is they didn't come out and say it but you know i i think it is the wardrobe system yeah cuz they did specify that it's a it's a space saving system i'm i'm Man, convinced it. it's going to be the wardrobe that they stole from us
2: i am out i'm like completely out of out of room to keep transmog
0: oh yeah there's there's not enough space um so yeah so if that would actually be pretty damn cool if that turns out to be the case uh, improved social features, not too sure what they're about, and the character boost makes a return, but this time you can go to level 100. Wow. <laughs> so oh, basically, really? Yeah, the whole concept of leveling up is now gone. You can go from 1 to 100 in one shot.
2: Yeah, but it's the same as before. You still have to go from 100 to 110.
0: To 110, yeah. So let's get uh, into some specifics. The box art looks awesome, because Illidan's, Illidan's groovy. Yep. Um, so the Demon Hunters, Disciples of Illinous Storm Stormrage, uphold a dark legacy, one that frightens their allies and enemies alike. So they essentially use, uh, Demon Hunters can only be night owls or blood owls. Demon Hunters are two specialis- specializations, Havoc and Vengeance. Uh, Havoc is for Malay damage dealers, and Vengeance is for tanks. Uh, so they, sh- they shift into their demon form when they're doing their tanking and stuff, which is pretty sweet. So they only have two specs. Yeah, they only have two, yep. They're, thinking that they're saying that they were going to sort of fix the the spec system a bit more as well, instead of being so... I mean, there's not a lot of options yeah, I mean, for customization, you know what I mean? So they're going to fix that up. They have unrivaled mobility. Demon hunters can double jump, vaulting in and yeah. out of combat, and even unfold their monstrous winds to perform gliding descents. Damage focus, Illidari can teleport into combat, and all those, those reprised defense can grant powerful supportive auras and various other stuff like that so um they also have oh they also have that spectral sight which is going to be interesting for pvp spectral sight apparent blindness belies their true powers of perception they rely on magically augmented sight to detect enemies even those that hide behind obstacles so uh pvp is going to be very interesting with the demon hunters um yeah i won't go into into every single facet of the demon hunters but uh, one important thing is as a hero class uh, just like Death Knights, they start off with a storyline. So you, you you don't start at one; you do start at whatever they decide to do. I can only assume it's they finish at ninety eight. It'll be around the high nineties at the very least, um, and then uh, proceed from there. So that's pretty cool. So, so your thoughts on the uh, Demon Hunters?
2: I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna play a Demon Hunter. I don't think, but I could see. I could see why you know certain people might. I think. I think Demon Hunter reminds me of Death Knights. And I guess it's because it's a, you know, Death Knights was a hero class, but it's a tanking class slash DPS class, but even the tanking side of things still feels like a DPS, like, Mm. you know, it doesn't carry a shield, it'll just be damage mitigation through attacks, you know, to to me, this is not my style, I guess, Um, if I play a DPS, I want it to seem like it's a DPS and a DPS alone. And if I play a tank, I want it to feel like a tank and a tank alone. You know, it's kind of, I'm not into the kind of the hybrid kind of deal. Like, that's why I play, my mains are a mage and a protection paladin, you know. But I think that they're cool, and I think they're going to get a lot of appeal just because they they look like Illidan. But what's the deal with no shirts? Like, not a single one of them is is wearing a shirt like that.
0: Well, the the girls are wearing shirts. What's that? The girls are.
2: Uh, yeah, the girls are just enough to cover their nipples, but all the guys—all the guys—are walking around shirtless. Yeah,
0: when they like, get some armor, they'll be—they'll be, they'll be alright.
2: <laughs> they gotta have. I think. I think that it's gonna be like all the the armor for them is gonna be cut cut in a funny way or something. You know, yeah, probably. I don't know. So, it's that, weird. It's a,
0: so that's so that's. I'll definitely be playing the demon class. Hopefully, they give us an extra character creation slot because my. I've got, <laughs> they've only got. We've only. We've got eleven. No, isn't it? Is actually this is the twelfth class now, so yeah, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I've got yeah. eleven.
0: All eleven slots. Yeah, it is the twelfth class because I've got eleven slots all full, one of each class. So now, yeah, now I need an extra slot. Otherwise, I've got to get rid of one. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to. I'll the probably,
2: z- I'll make one and play it, but I doubt, I doubt I'll ever mean one.
0: So. Oh yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be making one for sure. Uh, let's move on to the zones. So, uh, Dalaran makes a return and becomes the central hub for this expansion. Uh, which yeah is that's really pretty, neat That's pretty cool Yeah, uh, So the parts of the, of the Broken Isles are Val Valshar The Forgotten Druid Refuge That's pretty cool And it uh, involves the Emerald Nightmare
2: Yeah they've been saying they were going to do something With the Emerald Dream for years
0: Yeah, Some people thought it was going to be a whole expansion Based on it but now, it get, now it's going to be part of this one So that's pretty cool
2: <laughs> That's just going to be a dungeon
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stormheim Uncover the fate of the, Va- the Vakrul that left Northrend 1,000 years ago. Uh, Asuna, as the, play- the place was something very special. The, the bones of the ancient Night Owl civilization. Ghosts of ancient Night Owls, remnants of blue dragon fight. And we face Queen Ashara. Yay. High Mountain, where a tribe of Tauren live. Suramar, which is a new race of owls. They have the new last relic, yeah, new race of elves. They have the last relic that we need. Very cool. All right, now the artifacts. Now the artifacts are quite interesting. They're they're I mean they're essentially le- a legendary, but every single class gets one. Um, so everybody everybody who plays the game gets one. You don't have to go on this. It's you know not like the most you know most of the legendaries. You're guaranteed to have at least one, and you collect uh, relics that you add sort of add onto it in order to enhance it as you go. So it's a, it's a the new version of the legendary quest. Some examples of the unique quests are uh, Ret- uh, and Paladins uh, get Ashbrinner. So they return to Broken Shore to get Ashbrinner. Protection Warriors discover the legend of the vicaral kin. Death Knights retrieve shards of Frostmourne from the base of Icecrown. Awesome. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, cool. That's pretty crazy. Um, the, level, the, the weapons level up as you do.
2: So how early do you think we're going to be getting them?
0: I think you get them right, right from the start. I think you get the base model. The very first quest will be the ba- to get the base model, and then you unlock it as you go. So,
2: yeah. are no weapons going to drop?
0: Yes, yeah, so I, I, I guess you don't care whether there's any weapons that drop from the bosses because you're going to have your actual unique weapon.
2: That's so weird. That's it, the part that's weird to me.
0: It is weird, isn't it? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued though. They look awesome. They even have their own talent tree. So you unlock yeah. what you want to unlock as you go. So that's a pretty cool bit of customization. And it,
2: it looks like the old skill tree, you know? Yeah. Like it looks like the skill trees they got rid of, are just on your weapon now, instead of on your character. It's so I'm not naysaying it. I'm not saying that I'm not going to like it or it's not going to be good. But this is it's just it's really bizarre. It feels it feels like it's it's going to change more than than people think. This this whole system, because now you have a second set of skills. You're not looking for weapon drops. Basically, the weapon that you get in the very beginning is what you're gonna what you're gonna stick with. And it's just uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just and everybody's gonna be carrying the same one. You know, I mean, sure you may customize your skill tree differently, but the base stats of the weapon is gonna be the same for you know every single person of your class. You know,
0: yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure they'll have customization stuff it's, it's a weird concept but I'm actually I'm quite intrigued to see how it goes the uh, and uh, yeah so bring going back to what you were talking about before Malay hunters um, the survival hunter weapon is a spear so it's a pole arm indicates in the I haven't clarified it yet but that indicates that the survival hunters are now going to become Malay fighters uh, my idea is actually they'll still be multi They'll actually still be ranged in the fact that they can throw the spear
2: well, no, there's video of it, and and one of the videos, and again, it's all on the rumor sites and stuff. But in one of the videos that they showed at the at the launch, um, you can see a you can see a hunter standing by his pet attacking.
0: Yeah, interesting. The only thing about the weapons that annoys me is that each class gets one, and the I, I my main is a hunter, and I play a beast master hunter, and their weapon yeah. is a gun, and I hate guns. Actually, I far prefer bow. Every weapon I get, I transmog yeah. it to a bow. Uh, so I do the same thing. Yeah, marksmanship hunters are, are, are going to get a bow, and that really annoys me. So hopefully they can be transmogged in some way. Otherwise, I'm forced to use a gun, which is uh, very. I'm upsetting.
2: sure they can trans. I'm sure they can be transmogged.
0: Yeah, the mage staff looks bloody awesome. So does Ashburn. it was mad. But uh, yeah, I won't go into all the details of the artifact weapons, but uh, they do look pretty sweet. And it's a, unique, it's a unique concept, and I'm very excited to see how they, where they go with it.
2: I, I'm excited about it.
0: Um, so I, the, just,
2: I just can't imagine no weapons dropping.
0: Yes. That's just so weird. It is weird. So, class orders. So, you're, 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 you become the leader of your class, like, your actual, of your order. You have your artifact weapon. Everybody's working together. Um, class identity is vital to the Legion expansion in some way. It doesn't specify how... Um, so you get your own private clubhouse so you get your own sort of garrison type thing maybe uh, people have indicated that it's kind of like Acherus so the death knight sort of little area which is pretty cool Yeah. and you collect members of your class to fight the legion champions it's an evolution of the follower system there'll be fewer followers but more meaningful uh, which is a shame because I've got like a hundred followers <laughs> so I don't want to lose any of them
2: I think we're leaving our garrison behind and, and drain you. I don't think we're ever going back
0: Yep. Yeah. and that won't be a bad thing because I'm sick to death of the garrisons, dungeons and raids. This is where we get into Bo's favorite sort of stuff. More dungeons that were in Draenor. You've got Halls of Valor, a level-up dungeon above Stormheim. Oh, inspired by Valhalla. There you go, bang. Learn more about the law behind the Valkyrie, not the undead ones, the Shield Maidens. Very cool. Well, make a make a necklace out of your entrails. Uh, Black Rook Hold, the ancestral home of Lord Ravencrest. Elven structure carved from stone, now covered in dark shadow. Vault of the Wardens, where Gul'dan found Illidan, lined with souls. Starting area for the Demon Hunters. Um, Eye of Ashara, deal with the minions and of and the Naga of the Queen of Queen Ashara. Darkheart Thicket, base of the World Tree, the heart of the nightmare corruption, and res- you rescue Malfurion from corruption. Now Therian's Lair, cavern where the Earth Warden lived before he was Deathwing. Now home of the High Mountain Warriors. Poor Deathwing. Halheim, the polar opposite of the Halls of Valor. The cursed spirits get on the ship to Halheim where they're cursed for all eternity. Sailing on a ship.
2: There you go. It's going to
0: be on a train again. (laughs) No, it's on a ship this time, but essentially the same deal. Surumar City, City of Night. Need to uncover ties to the Legion and ultimate plan that is unfolding and Violet Hold makes a return. Oh wow. When the city's in proximity to Tomb of Sagaris it awakens new powers. Du- Dungeon shows origins of Dalaran and the world itself. Trilliz is pretty happy with the raid structure in Warlords, so doing something similar in Legion.
2: Raiding in Warlords was, was really good. That's like the one thing that Warlords and, and I I actually liked Warlords a lot. I think it gets a lot of a lot of bad flack, but um the one thing it can hang its hat on is, is the raids.
0: Well, they're going to they're going to keep with the same thing. They're going to have two raids. The first one's called Emerald Nightmare. It has seven bosses. Deals with yeah, the Emerald Dream, obviously. Cool. Climb up into the tree and cross through barrier that separates reality from the dream. And you face Xavius. That's pretty cool. Uh, the other raid is Suramar Palace, which has ten bosses. Uh, Grand Magistrix has brokered a deal with the Legion. Legion has corrupted the Titan Pillar. Similar layout to Black Temple. Start from the catacombs and work way up into the Nightwell. Face off against Gul'dan! Yeah. He's the ultimate boss of the Suramar Palace raid. Nice.
2: I'm really excited about about the expansion. But I almost feel like Legion is just the ending of Warlords of Draenor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like it could have been one huge expansion that they broke into two, you know? Yeah. But it's cool, though. I'm really excited about it. And I'm wondering how Illidan's going to play into all this. We really don't know yet.
0: So that's uh, yeah. So that's the that's the expansion. It's uh, it's pretty damn exciting stuff. I mean, there's there's more details to come. Obviously, it's only been a couple of days, but uh, and no release date as of yet. Uh, there's you can't even pre-order pre-order purchase it yet. So it's, when when do what do you, have we have a stab at the release the release date?
2: I say around Christmas, around the holidays. This year released.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go take a stab and say December, early December. This year. Yeah. So you excited?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited. I just... I'm, I'm really excited. I think, I think that... I think that in this new model... In this new yearly model... This is going to be a cool expansion. Yeah. I think that... I think that this is going to make for an eventful year. I just kind of miss the days of old... Where we got huge expansions over the course of two and three years. And it was like this work in progress over this time. But I just don't think that's the way... Gaming in general works anymore. I think that people want faster content, and I think this is the result. I think this is Blizzard's answer to that. You know, I think this is them trying to bring World of Warcraft, which was designed ten years ago, into 2015. You know, I think this is their way of doing that. Yeah. So I probably sound like an old man when I say that. <laughs> that I like the old way.
0: <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll, finish, we'll finish up Azeroth in terms of this. I've got a question for you. I'm, I'm interested in yeah. your opinion now. I can't find anything online about this, so hopefully he, you, you've got an answer for me. But with Warlords of the Draenor, we've altered history, so they've they've said they've said in the past that it doesn't alter the history of main Azeroth. It's an a, yeah. it's a divergent timeline, so it's an alternate reality, right? Where the Draenor stuff is happening. Where does Legion take place in original Azeroth or new alternate Draenor Azeroth?
2: I think it takes place in original Azeroth. I, I think it has to, because Dalaran's floating, and it's and as far as we know, it's, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so I mean, maybe it's not the Dalaran that we know, but as far as I know, it's the Dalaran that we know, and the reason why Dalaran is the way it is is because of the events of our Azeroth.
0: Um, but that, I think then that, but then that, that begs the question, then, then, is why are they saying that the Burning Crusade, the invasion happens differently to how we know it. Because in our Azeroth, original Azeroth, it's already happened.
2: Yeah. No, I think that this is like an, a second invasion for our Azeroth.
0: It's a second this invasion, is. you think?
2: Yeah, because right, all okay. of the, the the Burning Legion and all of that, they're outside of this debacle anyway. Yeah. Like, when we killed Manoroth, it's the same Manoroth from our time. Because the, the timeline's... It's already. It's. It was established somewhere. The Burning Legion, the 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 Twisting Nether, these things are outside of, of our timeline. So like, you know, Archimond, all of those people, they're they're the same Archimond. It's they're not an alternate version. And so the Burning Legion, this is the same Burning Legion. This is their second invasion of Azeroth.
0: All right, well, I, now, I, I'm intrigued. So you think I, it's you think it's our Azeroth? So we've gone back to our timeline.
2: Yeah. I think we're just going... I think we're going back to our timeline.
0: Yeah, and it's, and it's a second invasion, not the original.
2: It's a second invasion, and I wonder what's... So I guess we're meant to assume that this invasion's being brought about because of the events of Warlords of Draenor, but I don't really understand how that works, because it's kind of like, if we've always been there, if, if it's true that the Burning Legion is outside of our timeline, and, and we've always been there for them to just come and go as they please... Why now? You know what I mean. Like yeah. why come when they originally did, and then why come now? It seems like this just would have just been like all along, just been like, well, we'll just keep coming back.
0: You know. <laughs> oh, well, it's just, I, I thought it was an interesting question, and uh, it is an
2: interesting question because I still don't know that we'll I still see. don't know that we know the answer to it. Yeah. But that being said. Good luck trying to make sense of a Blizzard like because it, it
0: really doesn't. <laughs> Surely there's somebody out there that's got it all worked out, but but uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. But I, I'm I'm excited for this expansion. But I, mean, I love all that that foul business, and uh, I love Illidan. And uh, I'm eager to play a Demon Hunter. I don't. It won't be my main. I mean, I'll still stick with my Hunter, of course. But uh, it's got some. It's just got a lot of cool stuff in here that I'm eager to give a try.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: So that's it for uh, Azerothian Times. Uh, like we said at the hit at the start it was huge (laughs) but uh, we've only got only so much time in the day but it's a really exciting time to be a a Warcraft player so let's move on to coming soon so in Australian cinemas August 13 we get Five Flights Up which I don't know anything about Girlhood which looks pretty cool from the trailer that I've seen and Guy Ritchie's latest, The Man from Uncle.
1: Which looks like Guy Ritchie wanted to make a James Bond film.
0: That's it. <laughs> but uh, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of the, I was a fan of the show, Guy, yeah. The Man from Uncle. Uh, except season three, which is pretty good. But uh, yeah, I'm a fan of the TV show. I'm always so happy but... to see Henry
1: Cavill and something.
0: Yeah. Is that so? <laughs> Henry, Henry Cavill fan, eh? <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk about this later, don't no?
1: I think he was a good casting choice for Superman. Unfortunately, the films just weren't that good.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. He just looked like the part. He does look the part. He's a good looking man. Uh, so, yeah, so The Man from Uncle. It's, uh, it actually looked pretty cool, I must admit. It's got the girl from Ex Uncle. Machina in it. The girl from Uncle. <laughs> no, silly. There was a TV show called The Girl from Uncle. Yes, I know. And that was an auntie? No, no, in. Uh, They make a joke about that in the Avengers TV show. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. She was from from (laughs) Auntie. No, it's Girl from Uncle. It was a a real show. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. uh, That's Australian cinemas. And American?
2: August 14th, we get The Man from Uncle. Cool. Straight out of Compton, which uh, I'm definitely going to go see straight out of Compton. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. We get Final Girl. I don't know what Final Girl is. Oh, it's awful. It looks... The preview looks dumb.
0: It's so crap.
2: Return to Cinder.
0: Yep.
2: A, and an Ten Thousand Saints. Oh, and we get Air. Air. Which uh Air yeah, Air is uh if I'm not mistaken, it's the Robert Kirkman film.
0: Is it The Walking Dead, yeah, Robert Kirkman?
2: Yeah, it's uh Robert Kirkman, Norman Reedus is in it. Um it's actually directed by Christian Kent Kentamissa Kenta Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's like a sci-fi movie about, like, sci-fi janitors or something like that. (laughs) Sci-fi janitors. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, I think it's like a suspenseful kind of
1: movie.
2: Um, I've actually been waiting on it to come out. I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more talk about it. Never even heard it. Another clue that air is probably going to be bad is that I'm on IMDB just to make sure I'm talking about the same movie. Yeah. And I am, and Robert Kirkman is one of the producers, and um he's not anywhere on the poster or anything like that. So Yeah, well there you go. <laughs> it must not be any good.
0: You can tell me if it's any good.
2: It's got that guy from yeah, the I'll see it, i let you know.
0: <clears throat> so that's it for episode one fifty five. Hope you enjoyed it. Apologies for the non WoW fans for how long those ruffian times went. <laughs> <laughs> if you're having uh, any feedback of any kind, especially good feedback, let us know. The end credits tell you how to, how to get in contact with us. That's true. Proud members of the Undercast Network. <laughs> That's it for me and the crew. Crystal? You know that there's three of us,
1: and we're pretty fantastic.
0: The Fantastic Three? <laughs> yeah. That's it, you're fired.
1: <laughs> and Bo! to the Fantastic Two.
2: I was going to make a Fantastic Four joke too. <laughs> I, lost, I lost it. I don't remember what it was.
0: We're professional podcasters, folks. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.